you know, a uh, uh, couple days a week, the foreman on the job would get together and discuss the issues they have and how we can make the job go smoother. Yeah. Uh, ordering, getting material on time. Like if we got a bunch of people that need material and we can't get it to the job, it's slowing down the progress. So they try to, it's like a machine. Uh, it's just like an auto assembly plant. You, you can't put tires on the car if you ain't got the rims. You, you gotta have, uh, you can't put the rims on there if you run out of lug nuts. The car can't leave anymore. And so the shop, what, what was it? So now you got to slow down, you know, on the fucking assembly line, yeah. way the fuck back, because you don't have a couple lug nuts. The one thing so up anyway, in front. So anyway, that's why you have foreman, and it's a military thing. What, what was it's it, like, the you know, shop cat? Yeah, we call them shop cats. If all you did was, the bosses would, you would just go whine it to the big boss and get everything you want. <laughs> Okay, so he would get the parts for everybody. Actually, he was running the part, part of the job, you know, that uh, yeah. getting it done more efficiently and get people to not stand around shooting the bullshit all day, get stuff built. You know, if you're working for a data center company, they figured, they told us all right off the bat, when you come there, when they got the contract, the to, to remodel this building, it was like a, when they got the contract to remodel the building, the big bosses, which I knew some of them too, and they, you kind of get that over the shoulder kind of shit, you know, when you're walking down the hall. Uh, uh, when they would get a contract to build a data center for Sprint or, uh, or Verizon. Yeah, that's big. They're going to put, uh. $50 million worth of computers in here, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, and infrastructure and... In a small building. But the point is, what they did was when they said, hey, there, there was a time back in the late 90s when the internet was just getting started. People, big guys, big money people going, uh, are you saying if we can lay a cable from Europe to the United States across the ocean and we can connect high-speed internet, internet through Europe. Now we're no longer talking on the phone. And that's something not a lot uh, of people think about is well, internet under when I first started cables, this shit, fiber optic through the ocean. When I first started working on these buildings back in the early 90s in Brewfield, that, that's what they were doing. And uh, they were the first people. That job I worked on in Broomfield, they had a big room where the meet, people would meet. I'm trying not to lose my thought, but I was talking about being religious with... No, yeah, it's all good. But Jim, it was like... It's uh, all good. It's all how you treat the people you're working with. And, uh, when uh. It, and uh, you, they came in when you got this job with Sturgeon. Uh, they, the, the owners bought the building. They gave Sturgeon like a million dollars to start buying parts. Order a fucking part. Order a million dollars worth of parts. <laughs> uh, they said every day that they got it all figured out on paper, okay? Yep. How much money they could be making every day. Ah. Uh. And they came up with this at a big meeting, and that's when the first teleconferencing thing I ever seen in my life, we put a fucking TV screen in a meeting room, and they had these consoles where people could push buttons. And, and respond? There was four different screens on the wall, and people in four different countries in Europe and they were 
set up. I put the TV screens up and all this shit. Wow. I said, what is all this stuff? I said, I'd like to know what I'm building here, you know, kind of yeah. that. It was kind of secret. Built a teleconference room. It was kind of secret stuff. They yeah. didn't want everybody knowing what they were doing. And uh, they said, we meet with these people who sit around this room that are trying to do things, and they talk with different people in different countries on the TV screen up there, and they're not on the phone. They're looking at each other, and they said, this keeps people from having to fly. Yeah. Over to countries and do their meeting and then come back home and tell everybody here what they're doing in the meeting. They say it's just easier if we don't do none of that shit. We just sit here and they're on the TV Saves screen a lot and we of can money. talk to each other right there and everybody in that room knows what's going on. It's like the original Anyway, Zoom. Uh, we built probably one of the first ones they ever had in Denver, that shit. And, uh, That's really cool. Built one of the first telecom teleconference rooms yeah. in where? It was over in uh, uh, Lockheed? No, it was over in Broomfield at uh, okay. Level 3 it was called. Level, level three. 3 was the name. I still got a cuff around here or something that says Level 3 on Was it. that that weird glass building with like the satellite? No, that's no. A, a, that was AT&T. Was a, Before you were born. It was a weird glass building was, with like AT satellite shit. Did, they were building all of the high-tech communication shit, computerized racks and stuff. I remember every time and I went past that building, it was like, whoa. And they switched over from telephone stuff to computerized shit. And that's when they started coming up with cell phones and shit. All that stuff was happening at the same time, see? So a lot of those big companies were changing over from the old to the new concept and uh, all at the same, in the same 10-year uh, period, everybody was just billions of dollars being spent on the internet mm -hmm. because they knew the possibilities of how fast they could get things retooled, the, the mechanical parts of the mechanical parts that they need, the machines, the data servers, Cisco, remember the name Cisco? Yeah. Those Cisco uh, switching machines for internet to change analog into digital and send the digital through fiber optics. And then at the other end of the fiber optic, the fiber optic signals would come through the fiber optics and the machines there would transfer that signal back to analog again and run the analog shit. And what was the difference between... You could send billions of bits of information through a little tiny small wire. Yeah, instead before, of... Or it took a room full of fucking wires. A... The fiber optic changed all that. And what did they use? Do you think they used like silicon... What the, did they use to the make fiber. the... fiber. The fiber in the wires. Is it plastic? Yeah, it looks like... No, it's glass. Glass. It's, it's like a fiber, tiny fiber of glass It's like that can put... You can send like 25 like, fucking digital movies plus <laughs> phone lines. Yes. You can send phone lines and all of it can go through the line at the same time and not interfere with each other. It's like... Before, you could only run two or three phone lines together in a wire before they started interfering with each other. Yeah. The frequency interference. 
It's like having it's a bunch of wired only... crystal skulls. A bunch yeah. of crystal skulls turned into wires. Well, crystal is different than glass. Well, you got but... a little lens, that real tiny lens. It's got a high-powered light beam that goes through it. And it flies and it through. And you screw it on the... there, and it, it has no resistance. It'll go 50 miles and still be the same. Or under the when ocean. It comes out the other side. Under the ocean. When it comes down to the other end, that <laughs> until somebody drops anchor, picks up the signal <laughs> when it comes to the other end. And when I used to watch those guys, they would take these fiber optics and these little wires, and they would sit with little glass thing, and they would sit and they would look through it under a microscope, and they put it back down, and they go like this a little more, rub it in a circle, because it was abrasive. See, huh. It was polishing the end of the fiber optic cable. You would clean it up. Couldn't off. even hardly see it. It was so little. And they're going like okay. this. And he would look at it under a microscope again. And he'd go, yep. So they call it... To get rid of all the scratches. Fiber optic means it, fibers it, of vision. It had to be or smooth. Or clear transportation the, through the glass. The had like 30 or 40 uh, fiber optic cables going through this. See? So you, at one end, you would take them apart. And you had to polish every end of them because you cut them off, right? So you had to repolish every damn one of them and then put these little connectors on them and you put them in the machine and the machine would, when you send a signal from here to there back and forth, they go It would go ways. straight through the glass because it's Instantly, nice. Instantly, you stop a signal on this end, this end could send a signal back. Instantly. There was no resistance like on wire and the word signal is like really simple it's like oh yeah you're just like sending a but really you were saying back then it was numbers 2500 they would send movies arrangements of numbers shooting through there and at the other end it would take the numbers and turn the numbers into a different type of information that was all going on in 1990 and it's like who figured out that glass could send well they've had it for a long time they just never had anybody had enough money and, and enough nobody thought of that they had the money but nobody ever figured out what they could actually do with it to make the world a better place mm. I just uh, I can't believe that that was a brilliant explanation actually but glass I didn't know it was glass and that people that we figured out a way to crunch information. Flexible glass. Yeah, that too. It was flexible. How that's, the... A, that's the thing that blew me away. <laughs> I said, if that's a glass rod, how the fuck can you bend it? And they said, well, it's a special process. And you can send information that's like, like when you zoom in, in on a, a picture. Tiny fucking thing. Yeah, like when you For zoom in on a picture miles, and then you zoom hundred fucking miles and way come out the other end. And to where you get like you get like the whole world in like a tiny little boop. Mm -hmm. How the heck did we figure out how to put that much information into a small enough light wave that would fly through the glass? To then go to the other side and then be transferred by the computers on the other side. That's well. If you look at those little uh, <laughs> that's amazing those circuit boards and shit, you have to look at them under a, mi a microscope just to even see how they're made. They're so tiny. I mean, human fingers can't even 
Yeah. They had to build machines that were so accurate. Nanometers. Machines that could actually was work better in a human finger. So Bob did. He did certain metal sheeting or stuff that, where he ran a machine that was down to the point zero 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 of like you know, it was this. It had to be less than the hair size for oh, it yeah, to be hair, right. Right. It was. It, he was a doing some hair very small fibers. Yep. And they got it now where it's down to nano shit. Uh, they can send it's like, how lots did... of information through something that ain't even a hundred times smaller than human hair. And then people see documentaries of the crystal skulls and they're like, wow, that's amazing. Because I'm like that. But then you think about fiber optics and this stuff and you're like, well, the crystal skulls are perfectly... <laughs> that's uh, ancient technology there. But if only we could... Um, Revitalize, glass. revitalize the ancient technology. They they say that the that storage of that could just wild uh, quartz quartz but, uh, storage, and then had, there's DNA storage. We had a meeting storage. one time, and I was really into. God wants this shit to happen. It will. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going through a divorce. And I was really. Went out there working 10 hour days, six, six days a week, 12 hours a day. <coughs> uh, and I was a foreman for a while. I had to go to them damn meetings. I never wanted to be a foreman, but because of that. <laughs> but uh, Randy needed some help. And I said, well, all right, I'll, I'll do it. I said, I'll do the best I can. He said, I know you will. That's why I fucking wanted you to do it. <laughs> he said, uh, when you do the best you can, that's more than what I was looking for. Isn't that interesting? You know, he told me, he said, I, I, can, I know with you, he said, I can, I can tell you kind of what I want to do. And he said, I can, he said, I can walk away. And I know a couple of days later that you're doing shit and it's more than, it's going to be more than acceptable to me, whatever you're doing. <laughs> that's how I felt when I was I did one painting for somebody down in Denver I really don't know the person but it was a skyline with like a reflection thing it was a couple of years ago or I showed it to you back then but the I felt that way the whole time I was like I don't know if I can do that good and every progress picture that I showed the person they're like, oh yeah very great wonderful job and, you know, it took me like a week or so to kind of just work on it. Yeah. But, but yeah, that was the feeling. It was like the, the they were pleased more than I expected it to be as the person doing it. And so, like, you knew, you were like, okay, I can send this guy to do this, and I know he's going to do a good job, even though he's like, well, I'll do the best I can do. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're building mechanical things, uh, in a building that's already existing. Uh, <coughs> I, I've always had, I've been lucky, I was blessed with uh, being able to envision something that ain't quite, that ain't there yet. And, uh, gratitude. And, uh, oh, Randy, knew, he knew that I could do shit like this. Sometimes he'd say, I'm, I think I know what I want to do, but I want to see what you think. And most of the time I'd say, yeah, I, 
You got a good idea. That's good. Anyway, but uh, when I was running pipes, like big fucking pipes, I had like some of these racks of pipes, they had two or three levels. <coughs> Different sized pipes. And they were all going somewhere up and down and up the buildings and going through buildings and shit. And then you had to hang them on stuff because they're mm -hmm. heavy. Then there's going to be heavier because you got to pull wire through all of them. So anyway, uh, you got to find a pathway to take this stuff out and make it look good. So when people are, especially in a building, it's exposed. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me down at the... A building that's exposed, like uh, that tall building when I worked at Lockheed. Without their <sighs> covering, like this has? Yeah, it was all open. Yeah. People just walking around can look up and see your pipe work. <laughs> you know, you ain't hiding the shit behind the drywall, you know what I mean? That's, uh, <coughs> and it's going to be there for years. You know, might be there for 15 years, everybody looking at the shit. Yeah. Um, I'll, but, be, uh, I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, little things like uh, running those racks of pipes and stuff uh, that was fucking shit that shit went on for two and a half months maybe uh, I had like 15 guys a dozen guys at least out there <coughs> and then they made buddy uh, foreman he was already been a foreman on most jobs he would ever run anyway a dan that had the hot rod car that come over here a couple times when he was younger mm -hmm. i don't know if you ever seen that hot rod car but that, that was uh, that was juniors anyway uh juniors did uh, or was that a different day no a different day right I remember one time when I was I had a kid, twenty some fucking pipes. Uh, we went out four to inches and shit. We went out to a parking lot, and uh, one of your friends, it might have been that guy you were talking about, Dan, but one of your friends had this short guy had this go kart, and we drove out to this parking lot. It was like me and Lance and maybe Fallon or something, yeah. but and we all rode the go kart around this empty big parking lot. We go down. Come around, I can't remember that. Come around the light. I remember driving. I think it was in your truck too. We drove there, and then somebody was there with this go kart that was like a friend of yours. And you were like, "Come on, you guys got to come." <laughs> okay, I don't remember that for sure, but uh, Dan yeah. built he he built that that thirty two Ford coupe hot rod fucking car was in uh, was in uh, 
Hot Rod Magazine. He has a three or four page article in Hot Rod Magazine on his car. <laughs> whole story, you know, about yep. how the car was handed down from his father. Mm. His dad bought it when he was a young boy, and he had that car his whole life. Then he handed it to Dan, and Dan kept rebuilding it. And Dan was into building cars anyway, so. But so circle all the way back. <laughs> yeah. About the those guys that you worked with, you didn't expect them to listen to Caleb. And no. be Christian and spiritual. No. Or, you know, I kind of, the word Christian to me has gotten weird because it well, hasn't. But I mean like spiritual and, you know, on the path. Well, if you're not a Christian, you're, um, I say that because about half the damn people are atheists, I think, don't really know what they're talking about. They don't about. even really think about it. <laughs> And, uh, They're just like, oh yeah, I don't want to think about well, it. Well, I was in a meeting that one time, and this we had this <coughs> little lawyer type dude that was coming in on the job. He was a, a project management, they called him. Uh, he would come in, and he worked for the bank that was loaning, funding the money for the building project. There's like the MFers, the money funders. He and like every, <laughs> every once a month, he would have a meeting with everybody. And say, well, he would get with the sheet metal guys, the plumbers, the drywallers, the stud guys, uh, the ceiling tile people. They all have top dogs that are whatever there to represent so they can answer questions to this guy so he could give a good story to his boss, kind of is what it was about. Yeah. And uh, they had to make sure the job was going along at a certain point before they would allocate more money. To be given to the contractors. They didn't want them getting a shitload of money out and collecting it and not doing anything on the job, holding bogging the job down. So they wanted to make sure everybody was doing their their part to keep progress going at a good level. <clears throat> anyway, he was kind of a dick and expected people just to do shit that was impossible. Like the, he brought a bunch of freaking air conditioning units to go yeah. in this mechanical room. They put them inside instead of on the roof. Well, they had a big elevator. It's about half size of this garage, right? A equipment elevator where you could put tons of shit on it. Well, the point was, uh, the air conditioners was bigger than the elevator, and they didn't realize that until <laughs> they didn't realize Can't that up. until we already had the ship a lot of shit built, right? Gonna need a crane. They had to knock the fucking wall out. <laughs> they had to take the bricks out of the fucking wall uh, outside of the building and slide the shit in through the hole and then put the bricks back in there. Anyway, so we were at a meeting one time and uh, I was uh, talking to my buddy about that and then we, I went to this meeting and I don't remember what the deal was but I wasn't feeling too hot that day. I was kind of, and that guy was just got around to me. And he says, he was chewing everybody's ass out. And he was going, you guys, uh, we got to get this, we got to get this building done, like by the 10th. And you know, he's going, out a date. And uh, then he got to my shit and started talking about, well, when are we going to get these light fixtures up? And uh, how long is it going to take to hook all them up and get the wires pulled and turn the shit on? Um, I said, well, 
It'll take care of itself. I looked at it and I I didn't give a shit if they fired me or not. You know, it was like, I didn't really care at that time. Because you were already an outstanding <clears throat> member of the union and, and far uh, past. I could have went to work any fucking where I wanted to, exactly. okay? There was a lot of jobs. You had and, a lot of confidence, Anyway, that key. guy was, uh, confidence well, Randy key, kept giving me that. I told him, I said, oh, I don't want all this. And not fake confidence, <clears throat> but confidence from pure experience, I don't, I don't knowledge. The, I don't want this responsibility, you know, but anyway. Um, knowledge is separate from confidence. That guy, he looked at me and he got real huffy in my face, kind of like, like, comes with why experience. are you putting, why aren't you getting the life pictures up there? And then you can, he was like. Wasn't an yeah. electrician, but he was telling me yeah. how to do my job. You're right? like, listen, man. Anyway, and I'm going, uh, <laughs> anyway, and I said, no, you, I said, well, you, you could do that, but, uh, why aren't you pulling the wire then? Get the wire up there and stuff like that. And I said, well, because, uh, what was it, uh, but, you know, anyway, I, I told him, and then it got to the point where he pissed me off, and he says, this, all you guys, he said, this is when this is going to, we got to have this done. And he says, are we going to get it done? And I told him, I said, you know what? Mm -hmm. I looked at all the guys around the table. I looked at all of them. And I said, these are some really good men right here around this table. And I said, I don't think you know them very well. But I said, these, all these men are really, really good craftsmen from what I can see. And I said, you know what? If this building needs to be done by the 10th, I'm pretty sure that God, if God wants this building to be built by the 10th, it'll get done. <laughs> and if not, and I said, we're all then we'll done. have some we're rainstorms. We're the best and, we can. Yep. I think we're pretty damn organized. Damn better than... And you know, only one guy come back later from the tenor and he says, I, I can't believe you told him that shit. He said, man, he <laughs> walked out of here pissed off. <clears throat> That's he said, funny. that guy, I've been wanting to tell him off for a fucking month, you know. But how did, did you, how did you... I just said, if God wants this building to be done by the 10th, I said, it'll get done. How did you find out, though, that and those guys... And he looked guys... at me and went, who's God? And he went, I could see it in his eyes. Like, who's... who's God? Are you talking... <laughs> you know what I mean? I went, well, sorry. How did you figure out that those co-workers were, that they listened to Caleb? I'm not going to ask them. There's a couple guys that you started... You got into some conversations with? Well, a couple of guys I worked with, Kenny, he was uh He was like, yeah. He was a good Christian guy. He knew Caleb. We listened to him on radio station when we'd be working outdoors. Because I doubt that still exists. That was, I remember it. Good station. They got where they started having too many commercials, though. <laughs> and they got these Gabby girls on there from Southern girls on there that just, like, they just talk all the friggin' time. Kind of like gossip stuff, but get kind of carried away. But I still like the station, and they play good music. It's peaceful. And when they have commercials, they ain't like uh, cancer drugs and shit. It's like Christian kind of commercials. Yeah. How to be good to people and uh, spiritual peace, uh, peace core stuff. Spiritual references. Maybe that's the key because the. The Christian thing is one thing, but there's a lot of spiritual references in Christian stuff. They have like all the years of church and catechism classes and Awanas and things. Mm -hmm. It's like there was a lot of references 
to very deep subjects and deeper things than the the uh, orthodoxy or the you know like this is the curriculum learn this get that but the, there's a lot of like Wayne Dyer puts it he goes I was one day at he was in a foster home actually when he was younger but he goes well, I was one day Mrs. Scarf was her name and she was planting we all went out and helped her plant the tomato plants and he goes I asked her, he said, well, where do the tomatoes come from? Because they're planting these little seeds, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and she goes, well, you know, the tomatoes come from the seeds. And he's like, but, he's like, what? He's like, tomatoes, there's no tomatoes in here. And she's like, well, God takes care of it. You know, just kind of, yeah. just kind of watch. She got kind of flustered and stuff. And, <laughs> and so he took, he says, I stole some of the seeds and I took them back to where they cleaned the chickens back, you know, it was back in the day, so things were different back. But he goes, I took one of the little paring knives that was back then, and he cut open the tomato seed, mm-hmm. trying to, he was like, I'm trying to find tomatoes, or some kind of tomato. Well, yeah. And there's just this dust, this, he's like, it was just brown. He goes, it was just brown dust. And it's like. <laughs> yeah. You gotta say, you just watch. It's like there's this tomato. A water on the dirt, the seed in there, and next thing you know, you got a green plant. And then, yeah, and then the roots, mm-hmm. and then the stalk, and then the, the. Would you say that there's tomatoes in the leaves? <laughs> and he goes, Well, it's just kind of all in the thing. And yeah, it's a, that's a really. Who knows? That's science, sir. But it's, he was talking about God and how the universe just kind of, there is this essence of tomato-ness in the seed, even though it's just the brown dust, to where eventually with the right conditions, because you can't pull on it, if you try to tug it to make it grow faster, you'll rip it out of the, rip it out of the dirt. <laughs> but that, I always laugh at that, kind, that analogy, the tomato the tomato seed, it's like, what? Yeah, well, it's like... Uh, it just comes out of it. Some of the questions, like what that guy said, it was like, why aren't there... Why don't we put the switches in the doorways and put the boxes and shit and pipes in the doorways <clears throat> where the security room was? There's an in-between in area. You, from, you go from the hallway into this closed in area, then you gotta use another card and swipe it in there before it will let you in the next door. It's called a man trap. <clears throat> anyway. Um, mm. So he said, why aren't we running all that? And I remember something he said that and I said, well I uh, I said I, I was trying to be I said I'm trying not to step on no toes here <laughs> but I said uh, the last word I got uh, is the boxes that we got to put in the wall there I said first of all we don't know they haven't designed it yet so they I need to know how many wires are going to go to this box so I can size the pipe so you can't just put pipe in the wall and not know how many wires you got coming down you might need a bigger pipe yeah. And it's simply putting it that way. I said, I got to know how many wires and stuff is going. When you're building a building, you need to know how many wires you got going somewhere so you can size your pipe. 
according to the code. And uh, he goes, oh, you haven't got a blueprint on that? I said, no. I said, they've never even, I said, I understand they haven't even built one of these before. What they wanted it to do. And, you know, so I said, you know, there's some, there's some uh, stuff, communication gaps there on that. Yeah, it's almost like it's an I said, it's not holding me up. In progress. I said, I'm not being held up by that because I can go over here and do other productive things mm -hmm. and uh, get things done. And then when that comes in, then I have info that I can go over there and take care of those. But I said, you know, if you're not on this job every day, you don't know some of that stuff. <clears throat> yeah. That's another disconnect. From the top level to the... Uh, was, yeah. Like we always said at Walmart, or Kings, uh, anywhere really, when you're down there at the... When you're stocking the shelves, or putting, you know, taking the pallets off the truck and putting them in the back room to where they're supposed to go, which is made up by you because the planning of the top level was always not what you would think when you're actually doing it. When you're actually doing yeah. things, you're like, why don't they like change this? Because that's messing up these boxes right here. And if you put this like four inches back that way, then they would clear all this room. You know, there's all these little oh, things. Yeah, tons <laughs> of little things you get involved in. When you're down there at the floor level doing that. Lockheed, uh, about half the time Lockheed built things, it was in a hurry. They were in a hurry because they had to spend money and uh, researching big time projects. Sometimes uh, there at the end, we they it knew us so well that they knew we could they could just give us an envision and we go out there and start building the shit. Yeah. Okay. And the people I at didn't the even have a top drawing. level of Lockheed planning. I didn't even have a like, drawing when we first got plans laid out. I mean, you when you're talking about. Going out there and you got backhoes coming in, mm -hmm. a couple backhoe guys coming in, and they're going, okay, we're going to put a building over here, uh, and where do you want us to dig this ditch at? We're going to dig a ditch from this power pole here, dig a trench all the way over to the building, and then we're going to go into the building, and how deep do you want it, where do you want the ditch? And I'm like, uh, I'm like, what? <laughs> And uh, we got some engineers out there on the phone. And Randy got them, and the engineers, a couple of the engineers come out that we work with all the time. And they said, well, they said, what we're doing here is we're building a building. We don't have the drawing yet. Right. So we're trying to just get some of this stuff figured out as much as we can so we can pour some concrete. And it was like it was secret. That sounds pour like... Pour some concrete footings in the building, you know. This building was big as that cul-de-sac. sounds like Lockheed was... It was big around as that sound, bitch. They were trying to keep their plan secret, so you were... What infrastructure did you actually build? It was a water treatment uh, pump station. Oh, yeah. I remember you showing me the pipes on the It was clean hill. water. They wanted to pump... They had a great big tower up on the hill, like that one down in Thornton. Where the rocket... You know that old one down on the... That, Big water tower in Thornton down there on uh, uh, Washington and about about 80th there. Yep. That big water tower. They have one of them up on a mountain down there. Or one or two. But anyway, uh, that's how they got water down to the plant. Interesting. So you guys had to build electric. Well, the one, the power 
substation that was there was actually just a great big uh, basement like in the you had to open a door up and go down a ladder everything was below ground wow. and, and it was uh, a basement old dark fucking basement with uh was it scary yeah kind of because when you got <laughs> in there you heard them pumps going <laughs> and wow. the fucking big wires that was feeding them fuckers was shit inch in diameter uh there was a lot of power going in there. I mean, they were coming in there with, uh, anyway, 480 volt was the, the power running that building. 480 volt shit. Anyway, uh, I was down there and it was dark. We had flashlights and me and Randy was looking around. And there was like, uh, I think there was four or, four or five pumps, maybe six. Old school, like rounded corners and the pump motors was, uh, about the size of that, about the size of the Malibu there. Wow. And um, the whole car? Yeah. Big round fucking uh, powerful motors and big wires coming out of them and shit. And they're on springs, you know, because they vibrate and stuff. And it was old school, like Westinghouse. So the labels on the motors was like Westinghouse. Wow. Shit built back in the 40s. Classic. 1940 shit, you Remember, know? Remember, that's those buildings I was talking and about. We were, we were going to build something right next to those. Okay, a building above the ground, right next to those that are in the ground. Above it? We built one above it, like a metal building. To use the power of those? And tap in, <laughs> tap the new building in, have it all set up so that at some point in time when everybody's happy with the water you can shut the water off for like uh 12 16 hours or something whatever it took to tie the new bit cut the old shit off tie the new build the new wires we had to get the power company out there they would we had the wire up there alongside the poles and stuff and they came out and hooked the shit up because that was hot you know yeah had everything insulated. Man, those so old we had to school. make it, so all we had to do was shut it off, chop the, we had to shut the old one off and be able to flip, chop the wires off so that nothing can come from this building up to there anymore. And so they had to cut that old wire off and take the new wires coming up the pole and tie it into the transformer. And reconnect it. Yeah. <clears throat> but all that, none of that shit had a blueprint for a long time. We were kind of trying to figure out, well, where's the pump supposed to go? So we had to get with the the plumber guys and they said well we don't know yet we'll get back with you so anyway they figured out okay it's going to be somewhere like right about here I said well I need to stub pipes up out of the ground they got to come up out of the ground these three inch conduits up out of the ground okay at a certain exact level because if they was too short to be fucked up when they poured the cement floor right you'd want them up Mm -hmm. But you don't want them too high up because you don't know what you got to work with material up here. But anyway, I had to put pipes in the ground, okay? And they're doing the backhoes wanting to do this shit while the backhoes digging, uh, digging a hole coming toward the building. I'm trying to figure out where the wires and the pipes got to go. Me and my buddy were going, well, let's come over to about here, so we'll get this. So we stubbed that shit up, and I said, boy, I hope you're right with this shit because, man, we can't be two inches off because. Then fucking concrete floor in there, okay? And then there was a pedestal 
this high up off the concrete floor. Mm -hmm. I had strings and shit with this big fucking pump that nobody even knew what it looked like. So it and, fascinates me. I have this. I yeah, well, all that shit you got to figure it out ahead of time before you even get started, kind of. There's more and more and then researchers. As you go along, it's like there's more and more researchers and people that have been getting on the idea that ancient, not ancient, that's a bad word, but and antiquity, antiquity technology of electricity and things like that, like even like the the things that you were describing as large as a car to create, you know, like yeah, and then you're tapping into the old version of it to use it in a new modality or a new yeah well yeah we were just putting new pumps in because the old ones about ready to blow but did it continue to go through the old ones no or did you shut the old well, the ones plumbers off? were changing their water pipes going to those pumps at the same time we were cutting them off and so you shut the old huge yeah, we only had a certain amount of hours to do that changeover and it switched the to the building. Get in right? there and put their piping together, do their welding and shit, and get that all in place. And then we had to pull the wire. We already had the wire in the pipes at that time when they brought the pumps in. We didn't know where they were going to go yet, but anyway. Uh, and so it switched. So when we see what we actually had to do, at, you know, above the ground, all that stuff had to be fitted together. Yeah. So uh, those things that are underground up there right now. Are they just sitting there stagnant? No, they, Quiet? I, I think they... Uh, or they use... They take that out. shit out. They don't leave junk stuff lying around. But it was underneath. Uh, it was under the ground. And, and it, it opened up big, big steel door. doors up. Yeah, you can't move that you stuff You have to go on each side and they had these big steel doors that they would open up. Steel lids on them, you know. That stuff still has to be sitting there under the ground. Nah, they removed it. You think they took those big old... They don't leave shit like that laying around. That's a... But underground... They rockets out there, man. They don't, they don't want shit laying around. Yeah. They, they don't give a shit if they throw away a $100,000 piece of equipment. It just. But they would have had to go down in underground to get it out. Mm-hmm. Which would be... Well, head. what they did Hell was where process. their water pipes were coming out of there, the plumbers change the direction of them into the new equipment. And then Spliced they, it all together. Do you think they dug down and pulled yeah, out all did. those old pumps and things? They dug the down and replaced the pipes. Then you just got pumps sitting there that have been disconnected and they ain't doing anything. And you just bury them over. So they took them out of there and probably put them, should have put them in a museum. <laughs> exactly. That's so what fucking I'm, old, man. That's what I'm saying. The classic Westinghouse, what was the thing you were describing? They were generator pumps. Huge old elect electrical water pumps? Yeah. That created big as that car. Yeah. Now we got pumps about the size of the trash can to do the same thing. <laughs> that that size. They should have put them yeah, they really fucking got some pressure going. They they got better pumps and they're smaller. Cause they're putting pumps and shit. See, they said a Lockheed, they're, they have pumps out there you wouldn't believe that. They would shoot water out of a nozzle and it cut a hole in a piece of steel. <laughs> okay? That powerful. And uh, 
the tip on the end of that spray. Well, they actually have invented that now. Uh, uh, Austin was telling me, I said, how'd you cut that fucking design thing in his house? And he said, a water, it's a water jet. They wow. take the water, it's like a torch, only it's water, and they just go around, the computer runs it. Mm -hmm. Water just goes around that metal and cuts the fucking metal out. And it makes you wonder. It's a lot of pressure. See? When you think to the ancients and all the crazy, uh, unexplainable technologies from times before modern technology, you go, if it's as simple as a water jet. I don't really think that all that shit about they were. They could have done it. Making the pyramids part of a power grid. I, I think people that advanced wouldn't even be needing to use any of that shit. Well, unless it had to do with the electromagnetics of the planet itself. Like the, the like you were talking about the Mercury shit the other day. I've heard of that in different places and different pyramids around the earth and over in China. There's a place in China that's got a lot of that too. Yeah, the pools uh, the of thing mercury. Is, what, what would they use the mercury for? And and the only explanation is frequency We got digital shit that would cut a hole in steel just by the amount of pressure of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, water. Why would we need all that crap? And, it, you know, it's like, why would you build pyramids and use them as a battery or something? Yeah, if you were super advanced. <laughs> no. That's a good point. I like if that. you can do... Why would you build a battery that big if you were already if you can fast do anti gravity levitation? Why in the fuck do you need power? And so maybe it had a whole different purpose. The anti gravity is power thought. in itself. Yeah, you wouldn't need energy if you were already doing other things. But no. Past energy. <laughs> but maybe. If you could look over here and lift a 40 ton rock up just by moving your hand. Why the fuck do you need any energy going anywhere? If because they got to All a right. point. I gotta, I gotta move around a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's a brilliant question. So what was the alternative purpose? And I think it really had to do with... I think it really had to do with the they don't need muscles. consciousness. I think they understood that the okay. the mind the mind activates with certain fields frequencies. I'm just I yeah, taking it easy, hanging. Okay. I was listening to a podcast earlier. Go ahead. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom and look around and I enjoy to make a sandwich or something. Yeah. I love deep, deep conversation. That's fascinating though because you know, Lockheed and stuff, those that's they did a lot of secret things there that are like even you know even the little things are big things. And I think that's what makes it really interesting.